You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're going to get to our stock up, stock downs on this Wednesday. A couple of listener questions and check in on the 2-0 and 0-2 teams around the NFL. The best and worst of those, the the worst of the 2-0 teams, who do we think aren't going to keep up the winning ways? And what 0-2 team in the NFL still has a shot to make the playoffs, in the opinion of uh, at BD Peacock on Twitter, at Williamson in FL. I want to let everybody know about the new relaunched Locked On NFL Draft podcast. It started back up this week with brand new host Eric Crocker, former AFL and NFL player who brings the player scouting perspective, and Ryan Tracy who brings the analytics, also a football coach in his own right. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's start with those 2-0 and 0-2 teams, shall we, Matt? Yeah, this I like it. It is a fun conversation. There's a lot of teams that I'm surprised are not 2-0. I'm looking around at the standings, and you know, you got none of the AFC North is 2-0. Everybody's 1-1 there. I mean, there's a shotgun start there after two weeks. Buffalo Bills, no. Patriots, no. Uh, no unbeaten teams in the AFC East. AFC South, kind of as we expected, a couple of 0-2s, but no. 2-0s, you go with the West, though. And there is two. And guess what? It's the teams everyone expected, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos, right? I want to start with those two teams at 2-0. and Let's go to the AFC West with the Las Vegas Raiders and Denver Broncos. Are those the two most surprising 2-0 and teams in the NFL right now? I think so. I just kind of looked at this right before we went on the air, too. I mean, there's seven undefeated. There's seven winless, which doesn't take a lot of math skills to figure out. There's 18 one and one teams. I mean, there's a lot <laughs> of parity in the league now. right now, you know? <laughs> so maybe we should go through seven of each and just, see, you know, are they Super Bowl contenders? Are they division winner contenders? Are they playoff contenders? Are they frauds? And to answer your question, I kind of think the Raiders, Broncos, Panthers – are the most surprising. But Panthers yes. didn't have a brutal schedule. I mean, the Raiders' schedule is what I really commend them for, too, is two tough games. And that second game, just a tough situation on a short week with so many injuries and still really physical. Um, Denver hasn't had a real brutal schedule either yet. So Denver and um, Carolina are sort of similar with who they've played. I agree. I think the more impressive 2-0 and along with being surprising, is the Las Vegas Raiders. I think they're 2-0, yeah. slightly more impressive than Denver and Carolina. But I think, which makes it a little bit more surprising because we weren't high on the Las Vegas Raiders, right? And they, I think they were one of our stock-ups last week. If not, they should be one of our stock-ups this week. I think Derek Carr should be yeah. a stock-up for sure. Derek Carr, by He's the way, leads list. the NFL in air yards. Right I know. They're, they're going deep. He's been very impressive. Playing great. I mean, I know it's only two weeks, but he is in the MVP conversation. Their free agent pickups have done really well for them. They're playing a lot better on defense, which is a huge key. So, you know, better across the board, the Las Vegas Raiders. So shout out to Mayock, shout out to Gruden, shout out to Carr. Uh, a lot of players playing well in the first two weeks. We'll see if they can keep it up. I have a feeling they, uh, you got to put them in the playoff conversation, but winning the West, yeah. I mean, the Broncos are good too. It, it, their opponents, you can't take away from what they've done with the 2-0 and start. 
Love what I'm seeing from Teddy Bridgewater. He's been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL this year. You know, if his air yards aren't quite on par with uh, what Derek or yeah, what Derek Carr is doing right now. But you got the Chiefs and the Chargers, who I still really like at one and one. I mean, that that division is nasty right now. It is. I mean, it, it in a way it rivals the NFC West. It's not quite as strong, in my opinion, but it's making a case. That's for sure. I still think. Well, I mean, this isn't going on a limb. I think the Chiefs will win the division. I think the Chargers are the second-place team, though, and that's not a knock on the Broncos or Raiders. It's just those two, to me, aren't really contenders for the division or Super Bowl, but are very much in the playoffs you know, conversation. Every team in the AFC West in the plus side of the point differential category Mm. I, I think right now, if they're only here's the here's the thing about it is they're only down one game, right? The Chiefs and the Chargers. Because I would say right, right now, right. if you were a betting man, it would be hard to say the Chargers are going to win the division because Kansas City's so good and they're behind the Raiders and the Broncos earlier. But I think if we're answering our own question, which two and teams are most likely to not make the playoffs? It's either the Broncos or the Raiders, right? Yeah, right. I think so too. <laughs> And I think the AFC is a much tougher road when you're fighting uh, the Patriots, the Steelers, uh, either the Ravens or Browns. You know, there's the spots dry up pretty quick in the AFC compared to the NFC. And I'm looking at one. We'll get to the Miami Dolphins a little bit later. A uh, good question about them and, and where they're at going into the year. Uh, let's see. Two, three. There's three or four teams that I can confidently say aren't going to be in the playoffs. Everybody else has a shot in the AFC. In the AFC you're talking about? AFC, I yes. Mean, I assume Jets, Jags, Texans. Yeah, those are the three for Bengals. sure. They are not making the playoffs. The Bengals, it's a tough road, but they're 1-1 one one right now. Uh, they have a shot at least. Everybody yeah. in the AFC, yes. I would have said the Raiders probably are, are a team that's not going to be able to do it. I'm, You know, the, the AFC South is going to get one team period, right? It looks yeah. like. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and, and the Colts are 0-2. We'll get to them in a little bit. So, interesting there in the AFC with the 2-0 and teams. The only unbeaten is the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. I'm sure we could talk Panthers more tomorrow since they play tomorrow night, but I think they're in the playoff hunt. I don't think they're in the division hunt. See, and I like the Panthers a lot coming into the year. Yeah. And if you asked me Panthers or Raiders to start the season, I would have said Panthers. So yes. for that regard, the, the Raiders still definitely, and the, the wins and the way they've looked in those wins uh, have been more surprising to me. Uh, and so I, I believe in where the Panthers are going right now. And I like the Panthers. But do you think it's... Do you think it's less likely that the Panthers make the playoffs than either the Broncos or the Raiders? I think it's more likely they make it. More likely because of the road or because of how good they are? Because of the NFC. And, I mean, the NFC West could have four teams, and they probably will have at least two, probably three, and that clogs things up pretty quick. But I don't think the NFC East or North will have more than one. So that just opens slots. Yeah, there, there's. You're right. That when you look at this, probably be three and zero. Yes, and they're taking on the Texans this week on Thursday. Right. The three and zero is a heck of a good start to get to ten wins or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so, if you just take out the the entire West, it maybe let's say all four teams in the NFC West make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now you have Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota. One of the if the NFC East gets one, do they get two? You know, so you, 
yeah, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier way to get into the the, the NFC because you're battling two. And even your West teams will beat each other up pretty good, too. Yes, yes, know? yeah. And, and it's unlikely that all four West teams get in. Something's going to happen, big injuries or something right. like that, you know, and we'll see what happens with the Panthers. But uh, easier road for the Panthers. So, yeah, I like the way the Panthers are going right now. So you have to put money on it right now, okay? We can't hedge which 2-0 team. And by the way, it's the Buccaneers and three of the four NFC West teams. The 49ers, Rams, Cardinals. Those are the rest of the unbeatens. Uh, I think we kind of expected the West to be good throughout. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I Cardinals are a little surprising. Cardinals have been yeah. a little bit better, but less surprising at 2-0 for the Cardinals than, say, Raiders, Broncos, or Panthers, right? They're great. In They're my great. mind, yeah. So, um, And the Buccaneers, obviously, you know, Super Bowl champs, one of the best teams in the NFL top to bottom. So which team that's 2-0? Does not make the playoffs. You get you get to pick one. They do not make the playoffs. I'm going to say the Raiders, and of course I'm going to get 800 <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> I love it. Oh, the Raiders fans hate you. I know. I mean, I'm super impressed with what they've done through two weeks against two quality opponents, and I'm saying all kinds of good stuff. But I have to pick one. It's I'm torn between the Raiders and Broncos. If that makes anyone feel better in in Las Vegas or Oakland at the moment, but I'm still going to pick the Raiders. They've often started fast, and then the set, you know second half of the season doesn't go quite as well as the first. I will say, I'm actually going to flip this, and I'm not going to pick the team that I think is the worst, but I'm going to go to the... Oh, yeah. You know, it is the Raiders. I think you're right. It's the Raiders. Got it. Because I kind of want to go to the NFC West. Because I think the Seattle Seahawks, they, you know, they're not 2-0, and but they've, they've lost all of one game they're at one time. Yeah. And they're going to be there in the end. So, uh, to me, one of the teams in the West is probably the most likely to not make it, actually, just because, you know, all four teams in the West aren't going to make it. And I think Seattle's going to be there in the end, too. So, uh, picking one of those is hard. And it, I might pick the 49ers, to be honest with you. The defense yeah, I was is great. thinking that, too, just because we've already seen injuries I'm sure you can't get that injury bug out of your mouth. I mean, you know, that yeah. taste out of your mouth. And it's, I hope more aren't coming, but it seems like such a trend with this team or the, or the guys they have just a little more injury prone. I mean, um, they, they've, they are two and oh and have not played a, a home game yet. That's obviously encouraging. Mm-hmm. And, but their two wins aren't the most impressive on this list. I think everybody sure. on paper, even though they're on the road, thought the 49ers were going to come out of those two games against the Lions and Eagles with wins. Uh, and a couple, they were more narrow than I think they would have liked them to be victories. Um, yeah. We talked about Derek Carr leading the league in air yards. The 49ers and Jimmy G are 32 in the league in air yards. Uh, but they've been really cool. good with pass protection, not throwing interceptions. Can they stay that perfect on those side of things? You know, one pick goes one way. Maybe they don't get a four-down stop at the Philly special. They're not one and one anymore. Uh, they have the worst quarterback situation in the NFC West right now. Currently, the, in the future, they hope. You know, and Jimmy G's fine, but the other three are better. The other three Stafford stars. And, and right, obviously, right, right. Trey Lance, they hope, is going to be that guy. And who knows, maybe he becomes that guy later on this season. But if you're going between a, a veteran and a rookie quarterback, that's probably not a good sign either. So there's... There are more roadblocks, I think, for the 49ers, but they do have a pretty easy schedule, too. So um, They do. They yeah. do. I mean, that's very important. Um, I was going to mention them, too. I mean, of the seven undefeated teams, they're the only one that has a chance that a rookie takes over as a starting quarterback at some point. Right, yeah, unless there's some catastrophic injury somewhere. And I, right, I don't even right, know right. if there's even by design or you know <laughs> right. deserves it. You yeah, know? and we've seen how difficult it's been for those rookie quarterbacks to go in the NFL and win games. So yeah, that's tough. absolutely, and and and, and that's why Matt Nagy and Kyle Shanahan are like, I know preseason looks good, but let's calm down, everybody. These are coaches that've been around for a while. Rookie quarterbacks don't walk in in week one and set the league on fire. 
No, and boy, last week they really struggled as long with the second-year guys. And, I mean, just being a young quarterback in this league is tough. All right, so, yeah, that's interesting. Our picks, the uh, the West Coast teams. I guess the the, Va- the Las Vegas Raiders aren't in the West Coast anymore, but they are in the Pacific time zone. Oh, that uh, counts. <laughs> that counts as West Coast? It does for somebody on the East Coast. Uh, for for someone, Eastern people, yeah. For I mean, someone who's actually the East Coast, so lived near the water in the West Coast. The, yeah, Nevada? Well, your side of the country's good. winning the battle so far, though. I know that. <laughs> that's true. All right. Uh, so, okay, interesting. 49ers, Raiders. I surprised myself there. To all you think I'm a 49ers homer. Let's go to the 0-2 teams in the NFL next. All eyes back on the NFL as teams are back on the field. Another football season is here. Not only pro, but college action as well. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. And I know y'all are pumped up after seeing football. Sometimes it's a slow burn, too. You're like, all right, the season back. What's it going to be like? You're like, oh, yeah, this is fun. This is awesome. Overtime, Monday Night Football. Great. Let's throw some money down because now I have a good feel for what these teams are going to look like in 2021. A new updated site and interface at betonline.ag with even more odds, props, and contests. They continue to be the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use promo code Locked On. Not only football, but basketball, boxing, baseball, your favorite casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available this season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey everyone, this is Matt Williamson with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Uh, my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Uh, just do- download the free Get Upside app at the App Store or Google Play right now. Use our promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus of 25 cents per gallon on your fill up. That's, that's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Uh, just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catches here involved. So the cash back gets added right into your account. You can, you can cash out any time to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card from Amazon. Just download the free Get Upside app and use our promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. Looking at the teams in the NFL through two weeks, Matt, who have not won a game yet. Let's start in the AFC, and we already mentioned these teams at the top, and they are two of them are not surprising. The New York Jets, 0-2. They've got a long way to go still, and uh, um, they, I feel like they're a year behind where the Panthers are. Right now, I think this is a team that can win some games. If they're lucky. Next year, right, next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the growing pains, big-time growing pains there, and they still need a lot more bullets uh, over there on that football team and, and, a, and a tough division to play in. Um, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is not super surprising, except for they lost to the Houston Texans, which is a team we thought would be 0-2 right now, and they are not. They're 1-1, and the Indianapolis Colts is the third team in the AFC that is 0-2. Um, this is a pretty easy one, probably, right? Which one of those teams in the AFC makes the playoffs that started 0-2 this year? It's got to be the Colts. It's the only one you can really see. It's the only one you can really see. And then this Wentz situation is troubling. He may or may not play. Um, they're still better with him, but I don't know that he's the answer. And he hasn't exactly you know, made me feel warm and fuzzy about the Colts. 
But we did say even like when the Wentz and Nelson injuries hit that week, boy, the first five games are going to be awful for them, and then the world gets a lot easier. So they might just have to you know, weather the storm and keep paddling and see what happens. And then, you know, a month from now, we might be like, oh, the Colts are looking good in a bad division. If they get to nine wins, they might sneak in the playoffs as a division winner. But Do you they get the Titans this week, though. Losing the Tennessee would really hurt. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be Eason at quarterback, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. So no wins. Like this, it could be hard for this team to win games. I, I don't think the path is easier, but could since they're in the same division, could the Jacksonville Jaguars sneak in there? They, they've got some talent on Man, that I roster, some young talent. Could that be like a young coaching staff, rookie quarterback? And uh, I, I liked a lot of the things I saw. Go back, going back and watching Trevor Lawrence. Like Trevor Lawrence is not going to be the thing to hold back the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, some rookie growing pains, obviously, but you know, coaching staff, a lot of young players. Could they figure it out and turn a corner midway through the season and maybe win a few games late? And really, similarly, the Jets. Like, is it that impossible that? the Jaguars or Jets could make the playoffs or finish ahead of the Colts? I think it's that impossible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did hear a Jags note. I'm glad you mentioned Lawrence because I was listening to a podcast this morning. And you remember how I did that spreadsheet of quarterback a dot versus completion percentage? Yes. Well, Trevor Lawrence right now, I haven't verified this, but it was a podcast I trust is leading the league in a dot average depth of target and has the worst completion percentage in the league. So oh, maybe wow. you should get this guy a layup or two. Uh, especially you know I mean? when you got a guy like LaVisca Chenault on the team who's right. getting me .70 fantasy points last week. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, f start funneling the ball short, a little catch and run, and he's made some big throws. So is that on the coaching staff? Right. Is that on Lawrence? Maybe trying to make too big of plays. And then, you know, obviously they're throwing from behind in some of these games, so that skews things. They're very high in the league in, in air yards, you know, similar uh, similar reasons there because um, they've given up, I think, the second most points against in the NFL, third most points against in the NFL with 60. Gosh, the Atlanta Falcons have already given up 80 points. They're tw they're about 20 ahead of the next worst. Wow. Um, anyway, so, yeah, the, it's the Colts in the, in the uh, AFC. Now let's find out if in the NFC you like one of these teams more likely to, to sneak into the playoffs that started 0-2. We've got the New York Giants the Detroit Lions, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Atlanta Falcons. Would you put any of those teams over the Colts if you had to bet on one team that's 0-2 to start the season to make the playoffs this year? I'd put them close. The Vikes and the Giants. I mean, oh. I still think the Giants' defense is pretty good. And I was pretty impressed with the Giants this past week. I'm loving the Daniel Jones running. I think Saquon gets healthier after a long rest this week. Kenny Galladay is better than I thought. Sterling Shepard's better than I thought. Could they, you know, could Dallas and Washington falter and struggle a little bit and the Giants sneak in as a division champs, kind of like Washington did last year? I'm not flushing that one away yet. Yeah, you know, uh, they've got some talent on the defensive side of the ball. Can, yeah, yeah. And they've got weapons for their young quarterback. Can can they turn that thing around? You can squint and see how that could happen. You could definitely see it with the Minnesota Vikings. They got to play better defense. The Detroit Lions. I've liked the fight in those guys. Like I think stock up. If we're doing a stock up right now, uh, can I get one in real quick on Dan Campbell? Because um, yeah, they're right. competing. Uh, they're undermanned. Uh, I you know I was wrong. I thought the 
it was it's the Lions that have given up the second most points. Seventy six points the Lions have given up, uh, and they're they were the thirty second ranked defense in the league last year, and they're still not good on defense. And they lost their first round pick from last year at cornerback. Like that's going to be tough. They're not going to be able to outscore opponents this year, so they're not making the no. playoffs. But I've they're liked not. the way they've competed. Agree. They're in the Jets and Jags tier for me here, but at least they're fun to watch and they're respectable. And the Atlanta Falcons, even worse than I thought, and I wasn't high on them coming into the year. Uh, talking about bad defense, I don't, I don't like their chances to finish any better than fourth in the NFC South. Like lock it in. I think you point. lock it in. Yeah, locked on fourth. Yeah, <laughs> the locked on Falcons podcast should switch to locked on fourth. Okay, so I, I think it's clearly, you're betting your paycheck on either the Colts, the Giants, or the Vikings to make the playoffs this year. You got to pick one of those zero and two teams. Colts, because I still think yeah. the Colts are close to 50%. And they've played bad on top of it, even uh, aside from the Wentz stuff. Like, there's a lot more there. Yeah, but the Vikes could easily sneak in as a seven. Oh, for sure. I mean? Like, the Vikes could. Uh, I think they're the best team of this bunch. If they had a round-robin um, battle royal, I think the Vikes are the last team in the ring when it's all said and done of these seven. But the Vikes could be tied for first place in the division. This time next week. Right. Or, a, you know, they were a missed field goal away from, boy, the Vikes look pretty good. Right, yeah. <laughs> they were one. Mean? Yep, yep. Okay, quick question for okay. you to wrap this thing up. Because I think Houston still is very, very much in this conversation with Tyrod Taylor out in particular. Can the Texas, of these teams plus Houston, who can you envision getting the first overall pick? And, I mean, we're not talking about uh, catastrophic injuries across the board. But, I mean, who can you write a pretty realistic story about they end up with the first overall pick? Texans, for sure. Uh, Davis Mills yeah. is starting this week with no Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Give me the Texans all day long, even over the Jaguars. If they play again, I'll, I'll put my I'll put my paycheck on the Jaguars to beat the Texans the next time they play if it's David Davis Mills. And, and, we, and that was one of the questions in the mailbag. Davis Mills, uh, this is from Joshua, Davis Mills getting the start Thursday night. What was your scouting report on him coming out, and did you see anything you liked from him last Sunday? Um, my scouting report on him was, yeah, one year of production. You know, he's tall. Uh, he's somewhat athletic, maybe more athletic than you think, and he can throw a little bit. But nothing I ever saw him, you know, he's a big-time recruit, but, like, he yeah. wasn't beating guys out at Stanford to be the starting quarterback. He had a lot of injuries, too, which is part of it, but... I just didn't see enough in him to be like, okay, future NFL starting quarterbacks. Like, okay, you draft him mid rounds, you know, because he's got some talent. See if you get a backup. But uh, I, I'm not expecting him to come in and win a bunch of NFL games in his rookie season. No, I mean, I think he's very ill equipped to handle rookie duties, no matter where he would have landed, let alone on a bad team. Yes. When he was coming out, I was really hoping for his sake he would be a Falcon or a Buck or a Steeler. I mean, something like that where. Clearly, there's an old starter there, and you're not expected to do a thing. Just sit and learn from somebody that's been around the block a hundred times, and we'll get back to you in a year or two or three. And and by the way, the <laughs> the Texans are the only team with a positive point differential in the AFC South right now. Uh, and when you look wow. at the standings, they're sitting on top, even though they're tied with the Titans at one one. I do not expect that to stick around. Uh, the Jags, Jags have not played well. I think the Jags have more talent, uh, and especially when you throw in Mills at quarterback, because that was one of the things that blew us away in week one. It's like, okay, veteran quarterback. This team looked like an NFL team out there, and we thought they were going to be a disaster. Now it might start to look more like a disaster. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think it's going to be a disaster, especially this week on a short week. Last week was awful. Um, last first overall conversation, I think Houston, Detroit, Jacksonville, and the Jets yes. are all the front runners, of course. But if I had to pick one dark horse to put a chip on to get the first overall pick, I think it'd be Atlanta. Atlanta. I was just going to say, you got to add the Atlanta yeah. Falcons in there. There's a there's a clear bottom five right now that I think Okay, are, you think there's a five? Yeah, if we're, doing a, if we're doing a mock draft, those are the top five picks in some order. Okay, and yeah. you think Atlanta has... They're not clearly five. But oh. you think they're in the same tier as the, the jump tier. They're pretty bad. They're awful on defense, flat out. They the quarterback might be shot. I think you would you would expect them to be better offensively than they have with Matt Ryan. Like I would put that with Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, right, right. I would I mean, put Hayden that. Hurst and Gage aren't terrible players, but you know you're talking about the one and two picks in the draft at quarterback with the Jets and the Jaguars. If those rookies start to look a lot better, as they should, as they go along in their rookie season, once we're talking about this in week twelve, week fifteen, are the Jaguars and Jets on paper that much worse? Right. I mean, those guys are going to get better. Lawrence yes, and, and I don't you know. see where. There's going to be a ton of improvement with the Falcons right now. I mean, I think offensively they can get better. And sure. I think they will be a little bit better. But the defense is, is a problem. Like, they might not be able to win games even if they're scoring 30 points. They might go 0-6 in the division. You know, like, mm-hmm. you, it's, you don't have Tough to road. paint a, a very fictional story for them to be first overall. And again, small sample, two games. So maybe right. some teams that looked really bad or stumbled out of the start or, or looked really good in the first couple of weeks and then we're like, oh, okay, there they are. And everything sort of... Uh, you know, heads back toward the mean and, and sort of starts to filter out and look a little bit more like we expected as we head toward the midpoint of the season. So we'll see how that goes, and we'll check back in on all these guys. Yeah, and I, Arthur Smith's a really smart guy, and I thought he was a good hire. I'm sure he'll get better just like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson will too. Let's move on to some stock ups, stock okay. downs to finish up this Wednesday episode of Peacock and Williamson. I'm sure this sounds all too familiar to football fans, but when you're trying to figure out how to watch a game and how to stream a game live, and it happened to me this weekend with my buddies trying to watch some college football on a Saturday, and we couldn't figure it out. We weren't in the right market to be watching a Fresno State game live on the local station, but my buddy, that's his team. That's what we wanted to watch. So we're going through logins, going through different apps, and you can get rid of all that. There's a simpler way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and it is called Direct TV stream. And it brings your live TV and on demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. There is something for everyone at Built.com. Guilt-free snack. It tastes delicious. You don't feel like you're missing out on anything, yet you're getting all this protein and high fiber in a low-sugar, low-calorie snack. Are you hungry? Do you need a snack? Do you want something that tastes good but won't ruin your diet? It's easy. Built Bar. Power your workout. You need something to get you between meals. You're on a long drive. Pull out a Built Bar. You're good to go on your commute. Uh, You forgot breakfast. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Built.com. Buy yourself a box. Mix your own box of Built Bars. 
17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 or 5 grams of sugar and only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs in every bar. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at Built.com. All right, Matt, let's do stock up, stock down. We were just talking a little bit off the air about Arthur Smith and the situation he's in now with Atlanta and uh, his old running back in Tennessee, and he's back. Can we stock back up on on Derrick Henry after a bad first week when he's touching the ball? It's so crazy this day and age in the NFL with what the value is for running backs, and and I'm definitely a running backs don't matter guy, but... It's so odd to say, yeah, you know what? We got to give it to this guy 30 times to get him going. Like, it's crazy the way that Derrick Henry is so different than every other human being that puts on pads in the NFL right now. Uh, it's fantastic. So stock up on him and uh, a little extra bonus points because he was on my team in the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy Football League. Nice. I mean, he absolutely is a dinosaur, but he's a big, scary T-Rex, you know? <laughs> I yes. mean, like roaming New York right now, just eating buildings and taxi cabs and stuff, you know I mean? So he's different than everybody else, but it translates because he's so special. And like we mentioned earlier in the week, they threw him the football. Like, wow. I mean, what a novel idea. I love it. I love it. Throwing the ball. Let's go. Feed, <laughs> feed him. Feed that T-Rex. He is. He's a horror movie because it's almost unbelievable what you're watching, right? It's like, oh, this couldn't really happen. It's like, no, this is happening. This is really happening. This is a real deal. It really is. really is. And every year I'm like, oh, he's going to break down. You can't give him that workload. Yeah. I'll probably say five years from now. All right. What do you got? Stock up, stock downs, Matt. Uh, A tweet I sent earlier today. I was looking at snap counts and target distribution and nerdy things like that. Cooper Cup has received 38% of Mm. Matthew Stafford passes in a Rams uniform and is tearing up the league in the process. And he's also doing things like wham blocks that tight ends often do. And, like, he's more than just a receiver. They use him in interesting ways. Um, I I was listening to Robert Mays' podcast, and he was making some examples of McVay uses Cooper Cup almost like your boys use Kyle Juszczyk, but he's a better pass catcher. You know, like, he's a really interesting player. He's getting 38% of the balls that come out of Stafford's hands. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, just a target hog of a player. He can get open underneath. He can make those tough catches and he's a wide receiver. He's not a, you know, a slow tight end or a, you know, no. a running back who you're only putting out there uh, in the slot, you know, sometimes. So, uh, it's a great thing I'm sure for a player that's been around as long as Matthew Stafford to have like a security blanket type of a player in uh, in Cooper Cup and I expect his target share to be huge going forward. Maybe not skewed to that percentage because there's a lot of pass catchers there and some teams might start to try to take that away, but um, yeah, they, it's for real and he's going to be there toward, like in PPR leagues, huge value there in Cooper Cup. Yeah, and I don't mean this to sound wrong, but I do think that there's a misconception probably because he's quote a slot guy or probably the color of his skin, to be very honest, that they think he's an Amendola, Welker, Mm -hmm. Edelman. He's a big physical football player that's a lot more Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster in terms of build and physicality than those little guys. You know what? Now that you say that, I think there's a lot of body bias going on with some folks that maybe don't believe and maybe just all five of these. So I was looking at the top three. I was going to ask you this question, looking at the top three leaders in receiving yards right now, guys on a 2,000-yard pace in a 17-game season. Debo Samuels, one. Tyler Lockett's, mm. two. 
Cooper Cup is three, but then I saw Tyree Kill and Brandon Cooks after that. None of these guys. There's body bias. There's height, weight, speed issues with all these guys. Yeah, you're and right. They're leading the league in receiving. Guys, right. Pretty interesting. No, it's, it, I'm sure. I, I don't know much to add to that, but I think it's a good point. You know, I mean, there really is. And I think I mean, stock up for Cooks, stock up for Debo and Tyler Lockett too. I think the offense, new yeah. offensive coordinator there in LA. I think that's definitely something that helps Tyler Lockett, and he's a legit player anyway. But uh, he should continue to. I think play really well in that offense, but does that mean it's a stock down for DK Metcalf in that style of offense? And he has been much less productive this year. I don't think so. I think he's a fantasy bye 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 right now. Mm-hmm. To be very honest with you, and it's funny because I followed up that tweet of the thirty eight percent for Cup with sixty percent of Russell Wilson's targets this year have gone to Lockett and Metcalf. Sixty percent. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Lot. Yeah. And I think teams are still more. It's a, we always talk about this. OK, you're a defensive coordinator. Who do you want on the other side of the ball? Who are you more afraid of on the other side of the ball? And I think we're still seeing that, especially early in the season. Teams are treating. They're like, look, we got to put somebody over the top of DK, try to take that away sure. and then go ahead and beat us on the other side. And right now the Rams or the, the Seahawks have been with Tyler Lockett. I'm sitting here looking at my stock up list and I have two receivers that actually fit the body type concerns guys too that just total coincidence um marquise brown and Devonte smith i was there flat out worried about Devonte smith's frame to be honest with you but he's a one and he's really impressive and marquise brown's like last 10 games have been remarkable no one seems to notice maybe we're late on this september 22nd 2021 should we just stop looking at height and weight when we're looking at wide receivers in the draft and we're scouting these wide receivers Maybe. I mean, they give times have changed. I mean, Jack Tatum doesn't take their head off in the middle of the field anymore. They get more free releases because of scheme. They don't get beat up at the Mel Blunt doesn't beat them up at the line of scrimmage and throw them on the ground. You know, like it, it's more of basketball on grass now. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great point. Uh, we've we don't have much time here. I want to do a real quick stock up, stock down on the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers okay. and the offense stock up. Uh, the defense is a stock down, though. A little worrisome. Mm hmm. Not getting after the quarterback. Um, They're going to have to just outscore people. And they've got an interesting matchup coming up this weekend that uh, we'll get into on later episodes. But um, Rodgers, you know, we knew Rodgers was going to come back a little bit. um, And he looked more the part last week for sure. So the offense is going to be Packery the rest of the way. But uh, are they going to be a 13-3 and team again with the way their defense is playing? And they they keep changing defensive coordinators. And they're, they're not finding that magic. Uh, that magic pill for the defensive side of the ball at Green Bay. No, a lot of star power there, and it's still very inconsistent. Inconsistent certainly been the word I would use for their defense the last couple of years. Um, not real stout against the run. Your Niners know that better than anybody. They should be better. Uh, I'm still open to the idea that these, some of these new coordinators and coaches might take a month to really make an impact, but it hasn't been pretty, that's for sure. And you're right about the offense. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. I mean, those guys look like stars, too. What do you got? One or two more stock up, stock down, man? Um, how about the Bucks running backs not named Fournette? And I'm not even sure if I'd put make that uh, stock up for Fournette, but this <laughs> Jones Geo conversation is mm. I mean, it just lends the Brady touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jones, I think, is off the cliff stock down right now. And then you you kind of just have you know, Geo that can be a third down guy and Fournette's your your uh, you know your early down guy, but they're 
not necessarily stock ups. They're more neutral, right? It's just like yeah, NGOs, right. It's like, oh, Fournette's going to roll now. Or yeah, no. I mean, another. I, I put Pollard as a stock up, but that doesn't yeah. mean Zeke's a stop down, right? St- Pollard doesn't have the path to more playing time. If he did, give me all the Pollard stock. But I mean, he is just—he's got juice, man. It's good. You can throw out some more rapid fire if you want. All right. Um, I had Carr. I had Daniel Jones. I had Darnold. Yeah, Darnold's a good one. Mark. Dar- Darnold's an my, NFL starting quarterback. I think that's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a step forward without question. I'm a little hesitant to totally jump back on the train. I'm off the Wentz train. I'm questioning on the Jameis train. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been on those trains a lot. And... I'm easing my way into the Darnold train again and optimistic, but we know the, uh, the Wentz and the Jameis trains are at a theme park. You know, they're, they're, they're a roller coaster. We know how those trains are going to go. (laughs) They might be stocked up one week. Yeah. Just, if you don't like the weather, you know, just wait a little while. Um, That's not a Mercedes cruising down the highway. Nice and gentle and, you know, last last one for me. Are you big stock up on Teddy Bridgewater? I have to be, but boy, he has not been my style of quarterback. So I've been off that train. So you're a sell high on Teddy B. I guess. I, I think he's good enough to get you beat traditionally. I'm open to the fact that new surroundings can be good for players. And we don't say this enough, but players are allowed to get better, you know, and he looks better mm-hmm. and he looks more comfortable. And I like his situation. And clearly he's the right quarterback for Denver. But deep down, I think he's good enough to get you beat. All right, fun stuff there. Thanks, everybody, for your questions. We only got to a couple of them there. We'll try to filter some in that are team that are team specific as we look ahead at those week three matchups that we will start doing tomorrow. Right here, Peacock and Williamson.